0: You're listening to The Logbook, the official podcast of the United States Coast Guard Auxiliary. We are the uniformed volunteers of Team Coast Guard, supporting the active duty and reserves in marine safety, recreational boating safety, recruiting, public affairs, and all non-law enforcement operations missions. The Logbook is the first podcast series by The Auxiliary. Our mission with this series is to tell the stories of the Coast Guard Auxiliary to members of the public who might be curious what it is we do or might be thinking about joining themselves. And to highlight to our current members just how many amazing opportunities there are for them to take their volunteerism to the next level and work right alongside the active duty coast guard today in this first episode of the logbook we're taking a look at the basics of the auxiliary starting with the core unit of every auxiliarist experience whether you're a district commodore a communications watchstander an auxiliary food service specialist serving aboard an active duty cutter or just a brand new member, maybe taking your first course to be a vessel examiner, it all starts here, at the flotilla. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. A flotilla is the basic organizational unit of the Coast Guard Auxiliary. There are hundreds of them across the country each with a flotilla commander and vice commander at the helm. No matter what specialty or mission you get involved in, no matter how far you go up in the chain of leadership of this organization, every Auxiliarist belongs to a flotilla. It's where the day-to-day business of the Auxiliary happens. All right, let's go ahead and get started. This hopefully will be a relatively short meeting. We can go enjoy the moderately nice weather outside. So we had we actually had a a brief uniform workshop Uh, just make a quick little announcement for those of you who did not make it and you have any uniform questions feel free to ask Bill or myself um, again not just about how to wear a uniform but also how to procure different parts of the uniform. Um, We can also assist you directly if you need Um, but let's go ahead and get started with the business portion. To better understand what a flotilla really is and how new and prospective auxiliaries can take advantage of its potential We visited one of the hundreds of flotillas across the country and spoke to its vice commander.
1: Yeah, I'm Bill Jefferson, um, the vice flotilla commander for Flotilla 0503 in District 1 South, and we're the Lower Manhattan flotilla. The flotilla is the the in-the-trenches, on-the-ground, working operational group in the auxiliary, and we become very much uh, comrades. Uh, in working towards the mission, and we're a group of dedicated people. And the flotilla is where people form those bonds uh, m- more so than up the chain.
0: Take me back to your first flotilla meeting. Was it sort of daunting, the, that initial experience, that first night you showed up?
1: Well, it was a very, for me, a very unusual experience. Uh, Like you, I didn't have any military service. Uh, You know, I showed up, a bunch of men and women, various ages, races, wearing uniforms. You know, it's very foreign to me at the first meeting. Uh, But I kept coming back because even at the first meeting, uh, I introduced myself to the the bridge. And and they were very much gung-ho about uh, having interested new members, Uh, And again, they both didn't hesitate for a minute to say, you should do this first, this is where you take the test, this is how you study for it, I'll help you with this, I'll help you with that.
0: Now, if you've been in the auxiliary for a bit, this might sound familiar. You might remember feeling a little bit lost at your first flotilla meetings. And for too many people, that feeling can stay with you, and your experience can get stuck at simply attending your monthly flotilla meetings, unsure of what to do next.
1: And I said, "Well, this is great. Let's give it a try." Uh, again, it's a very broad, uh, very broad opportunity. Uh, I think it's uh, tremendous because we can get all this training essentially for free if you're willing to do the studying and the learning. And it all comes to you for free, and the rewards are great if you put your mind to it. Because all the actual work that benefits the public, the active duty Coast Guard. Uh, in our communities, all of that actual activity happens at the
0: flotilla level. So Bill and I talked about how the flotilla itself and its leadership is actually the best possible resource for moving new members beyond and into deeper participation.
1: This year, as the new bridge, is to integrate uh, a training class uh, the half hour before each meeting. Because just for new members to come in just hear the business meeting, not knowing some of the acronyms we're using, not having a qual, not knowing what they could do at Fleet Week, mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to be able to assist the, the new members in getting through some of the paperwork and some of the processes by introducing that to them a half an hour before float tele meeting.
0: And what's the reception been to that so far?
1: Uh, I think that people are interested. But, you know, there's all different levels of, of experience in the flotilla members, and some really need to be taken by the hand and, and dragged through the training process, and others are self-starters. Some of the quals are more involved. The marine safety, once you get through a qualification, you then have to have an oral board. Depends on the qualification. If it's an auxiliary qualification, the oral board can be made up of auxiliaries. But once you get to the qualifications that directly assist the active duty, you have to do oral boards that are comprised maybe of one auxiliarist who has a special qualification, but then the other two have to be uh, active duty members. So uh, my main point here uh, after rambling on is that I was only able to progress ahead because I reached out to those that were doing missions I was interested in and asked them for their help and they were generous to give their help and so now as vice flotilla commander and, uh, you know, Sandra Sharon, our flotilla commander, we're very like minded in that we, we are there to assist any member who wants to pursue a qualification to guide them as to, as to how to get the training, how to do the qualification. And Sandro and I, if we have the qualification, we are personally taking on members and becoming their mentors. It's uh, it's a pay it forward type of thing.
0: Yeah, it's funny. No matter how obvious, how much paperwork is out there, how much instruction is out there, how much is out there online to explain how to do the most basic qualification, whether it's VE or program visitor, um, it really takes someone at the flotilla level, at the local level, to actually talk to you and show you how do you find that website? How do you actually undertake this test? What do you do after you do the test? Um And it's interesting because, like, as I'm sure you have the same experience, as you get more involved on the division level, the district level, the national level, the mission becomes bigger and broader and more macro, and there's more responsibility. But that sense of involvement, you really get that more than anything at that flotilla meeting. But it takes getting past that point of that confused, daunting first year, first few meetings, to actually understand what's going on around you when you're there.
1: Yeah, there's uh, the training process. Well, one of the best things about it is that we receive it's virtually identical training to the active duty. Uh, but how you get to everything through the various websites, the various learning websites, uh, it's not consistent. You know, there are many different websites, that contain training elements for the different qualifications. And yes, navigating through them can be frustrating to a new member. And I think that the uh, flotilla staff officers that have quals and the uh, bridge, you know, the vice flotilla commander, flotilla commander can really help streamline that process, especially with the assistance of the, uh, of the member training officer.
0: Just going back to, I think one of the other threads that we haven't really touched on uh, quite that much versus training and opportunities and getting people involved with missions and how that all starts at the flotilla level, we haven't really talked much about the flotilla as a community and the camaraderie that's built in that level. What are your experiences like with that? Have you built relationships through the flotilla level and and those monthly meetings and those missions that come from those monthly meetings?
1: Yeah, I'm actually uh, glad that you pointed that out because, uh, you know, I still uh, me personally, I still have a career. I, I still work. I have my friends outside of the auxiliary, but I actually have made quite a few auxiliary friends. Uh, we do missions together. Uh, we train together uh, and fellowship being one of the cornerstones of the auxiliary is uh is very important. I mean, we we do have uh, parties and barbecues, and 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 some of us have formed uh, friendships outside of uh, uh, the flotilla, and continue to uh, pursue those. Yes, yeah, so I've I've made some great new friends, and, and also. Uh, have gained a lot of experience with people from many different walks of life that I don't normally interact with. And I find that quite. We, we are there to uh, perform service to the Coast Guard, and we have that in common, and that's the main mission. And so, uh, whatever differences we do have, they never seem to surface up and, you know, bubble up to the surface and get in the way. We always keep our eye on the prize, and the prize is helping Coast Guard.
0: And that's the thing about the auxiliary. We all joined because we wanted to give back to our community, to our country, and to the Coast Guard itself. Once you're through the paperwork and in the auxiliary, it's easy to get stuck in the routine of just sitting quietly through monthly flotilla meetings. But in the auxiliary, like most things in life, you get out of it what you put into it. There are so many different missions and opportunities to get more involved in the Coast Guard Auxiliary and even active duty missions. So in the coming episodes we're going to dive into some of those opportunities and speak to everyday Auxiliarists who are involved in some pretty surprising missions. From the Auxiliary Communications team members who monitor marine radio frequencies for the active duty during radio outages, to a group of Auxiliarists and active duty Coast Guardsmen who put on kilts and add a little flair to ceremonies around the country. You've been listening to the logbook. I am Auxiliary Zach Perkins. We are the Coast Guard Auxiliary, and we remain Semper Paratus. Always ready since 1939.